You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey, Chris, what are you drinking there? Oh, you never seen one of these before? No, what is that? Oh, man, this is Brewery in Austin, Circle uh, Brewing. They're uh, right near my house, right up on uh, Breaker Road. They got their own brewery with a bunch of stuff. This is actually, you're going to you're gonna think I'm lying. This is, I think, the best American Hefeweizen I've ever had, Circle Get Brewer. out. It's made in America. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. high praise coming from you. We'll take a sip of this thing. Try that. All right, let me see. No, no, no. That wasn't the Hefeweizen. That was the IPA. Yeah, no, I... That was the ladybird. Yeah, that that's good too. Man, they make a lot of good beers. And like I said, you can come visit them at their tap room right down the street here from me uh on on Breaker Lane. It's um it's delicious stuff and they actually became the sponsor for the the website oneofus.net. Wow, good guys and they live right down the street from here? They certainly do. And you can even get their beer in convenience stores now. Ah, convenience store. I'm going to just walk over to Circle. I, so I don't get that. Spit tape, right there. Uh, I don't get that feeling, but I know it because uh, back in the day, I used to play Melee, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and you could toggle the speed on Melee, and you could put it at like two two point five times speed, and so you'd use it. You play like that to like train yourself and get like really good or whatever at at like a faster speed, and then you walk away and you're like, why is everything so slow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, speaking of. That shit game, uh, <clears throat> no, no. Game of the year. Speaking of video games, Red, I, I was thinking I was telling you this uh, last weekend. I've been playing Red Dead right with the headset on with my brothers online, and then I take it. I've been playing for hours, and I take it off, and I still hear the horse clopping. Yeah, it's called video game year. Or, uh, uh, it's called a Game Boy year. It's for like hours. Hours of time. Oh. I, I stopped playing, and I still hear clop 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 clop. It's okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I used to get that uh, when I was playing Halo because I would play Halo for hours and hours, like with you know split screen with friends, and I would hear that ding 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 of like a grenade landing near me, yeah. and I'd be like, oh god! <laughs> I don't think I ever get that. No? I, mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. I I usually don't play with headphones. You don't get that Tetris ear? No. <laughs> okay, crazy. well let's it's roll crazy. that into game of the year. So now now that we're done with our own navel gazy podcast. <laughs> Fuck just, you, Zach. <laughs> Look at what we've done. We're so good. We're so well read. Yeah, we're going to cut all of what we just said yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> and no, we're going to cut that out, and this is where the episode should have started. Hey, let's split this episode into five episodes. <laughs> Each episode, <laughs> like 15 episodes. So I get the feeling, Miguel, your game of the year is Red Dead. Well, to be fair, I haven't played any other game besides Red Dead, so... Oh, no, 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 I played... Uh, Rocket League, Duck Game. Rocket League and Duck Game, but no, yeah. Super and, uh, Smash Bros.? No. <laughs> Guns and Cannoli, yeah, yeah. No, but this Racist game is Italians. is so freaking... We're going to segment that uh, audio. Italians. Yeah. No. The Italians. Uh, Red Dead is so good, and it's so immersive. I mean, I play with my brother who's, who's in Vegas, and... Uh, we play for like two, three hours just hunting. We're just fucking hanging out hunting for like hours at a time and no problem, you know? Uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and I'm like only 30% of the way through the actual game and then you still got the online game. Yeah. And I'm like 10% and it's like for $60? It's a lot of entertainment. <laughs> you for get 60 like bucks. 40 or 50 hours of the worth of entertainment and it's, and it's so good and the story's good. The, the, Voices, you know, the voice characters, the actors are great. I don't know, it's great. Yeah, I, I really Do like not it. start it, Andrew, because it's so fucking oh, I'm not going to start addictive. it. I know it's too much. Yeah. And, you know, I games, want Hillary like that, I, I don't finish. Yeah. I just don't. And so I won't. I want Hillary to divorce me. I told you guys. I want her to divorce me so I could just watch, play that game for like three or four weeks at a time. And then when, once I'm done with it, I'll get her back. Don't worry. She'll be well, back. Basically, she'll keep, be back. Keep wearing the headphones. It'll be a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> Uh, what, what about your favorite game of the year? Final Andrew? Fantasy VIII. Oh my god! <laughs> no, Black Ops Four, dude. No, Wait, game I, of the year, is Secret Hitler. Well, yeah, that, that, that's that's game of the year is Secret Hitler. Video game of the year. I mean, honestly, I can't think of any games that came out this year that I, that I really love. Wasn't it like God of War? Weren't you playing yeah, that? I, that was me. Yeah, I love, God of War. Well, was my, my yeah, game. I, of I borrowed it, but I never finished. It's just like ah, you know, I just never, I just never got into it. There's too much to do. Um, you think there's too much to do in God of War? Don't even. Think about Red Dead. 
No, no, it's, it's not that there's too much to do. It's just like, you, there's just every. I'm a very impatient Dude, person. Dude, I just want to shoot shit. No, I'm a very impatient person. Dude, I'm into running gun. Yeah, so games that are like shooters and fighting games just like that, like I can just go in, it's so low stakes, and I don't have to focus on anything. Perfect. Great. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, game of the year. Ugh. You got the hat, right? I got the hat, baby. <laughs> and I get the monster, too, to get that double XP, bitch. Yeah, I don't know anything me, what he just said. It's definitely a oh, God of War. I really enjoy God, God of War, War, really? God of War, yeah, okay. yeah. More more than Red Dead. Wow. But, I mean, I ha- I've only beaten God of War, and it was because, like, it was it was hard for me to put down. I love the, the gameplay. How many hours do you think you put in it? Not near, I mean, not as much as I put into Red Dead. Because Red Dead, you can keep playing. Yeah, like, you know. we're play- I'm playing dominoes, I'm playing cards. Yeah, there's more to it's the crazy. But it's Final Fantasy VIII where you play the card but, game. But I don't want to talk to you anymore. Is, here's the thing, like, for me, if if uh, Santa Monica or whatever, whatever studio, I forget their name, uh, uh, that did God of War had as as much of a budget and as many workers and as much time as um Red Dead it would have been Rockstar the, like the, yeah Rockstar is just like yeah. their triple A titles I mean they they work on them for like 7 years and they have like a billion dollar budget or something like they legit have like a Hundred, billion dollar hundreds budget. of millions of dollars well it's yeah. funny because games now they can just continually make money off of microtransactions yeah. DLC. but I don't do any of that and, and, I, and I feel like Red Dead doesn't have any of that microtransactions but it does but oh, you don't need it too. you don't oh, okay. need it. Okay. it it just released that you can buy the gold the gold bars you can uh, buy them online now oh fuck that yeah I, that's where I draw but, but you don't need to yeah but, but, but think about I mean so yeah I, I like shooters and easy games you know you know, there are certain games, there are certain franchises that I'll definitely, I'm, I'm ride or die, I'll go every time. Metal Gear, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, I'll always play those games, I'll play them through. Um, but when it comes to like Red Dead Redemption, it's like too big, too massive, I know I'll never finish. But like when it comes to microtransactions, I, I generally don't do them. But there is a thing, like a game that's constantly updated, like Overwatch, where they're continually providing value for free. Yeah. It's like, sometimes like... Fuck it, dude. I'll buy a loot box. Dude, you no, know, because this is like, this is, it's cool if they're still doing this. Overwatch is sick. Overwatch was like the game of 2017 for me. Yeah. I played that game nonstop. Yeah. All right. So that's the uh, game of the years, right? So then I was thinking, how about like, uh, just in general, your book of the year? Not that we read in the podcast, but just that you've read on your own time. I got, I got a couple. So. Go for it. I'm going to start with my number three, uh, Grant Morrison's Super Gods, which is kind of like a half autobiography, half like history of comics. Uh, it's really well written, but when it gets into the more audio uh, autobiographical stuff, like he's too much of an acid head and like into weird religious like occult no he's, he's not into religion he's into like dumb occult shit so that's kind of like irritating but for me as like someone who wants to break into the comic book industry um it, it was useful to read um and interesting because it has insights into his feelings on like seminal work like the Watchmen and that kind of stuff his, and, and some of his opinions are kind of controversial like he hates the Watchmen and he's not a big fan of alan moore and I mean, I don't know if that's because uh, Alan Moore has been a dickhead to him. Like, they they kind of been butting heads, like, Mm -hmm. since they were both coming up around the same time. Or if it's... I think he just doesn't like the fact that Alan Moore is very cynical. And he takes a cynical approach to superheroes. And, like, they're always, like, deadbeats. And they... It's, like, very gritty. And and, uh, Grant Morrison is more, like, a euphoric, like, crazy drug-addled superheroes that are like good guys and not like these gritty asshole characters it's it's more of like a utopian approach or i don't not utopian but like ideal ideal yeah he like he yeah he calls them super gods like he 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 feels like they're you know modern myths type thing so he he's not afraid of like just making it fun 
Yeah. And, and I think that's why is Kind of like it, John Delarose. Yeah, John does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I read a book called Library at Mount Char, which is like a Neil... It's, it reminds me of something that Neil Gaiman would write, mm-hmm. which is also about like essentially a pantheon of gods um, that fuck with mm-hmm. Earth. That one's really good. Um, and But my top book of the year that I didn't read in this uh, is Blackwater by uh, Malcolm McDowell. It's a Blackwater saga. It's a collection of six books, and I'm like only halfway through. But the books that I've read so far in that series are insanely good. And it's just like, you know, kind of uh, under-appreciated paperback horror from like the 70s and 80s written by the guy who wrote um beetlejuice and the elementals Hmm. and it's it's fantastic uh it's kind of like um southern gothic uh takes place in the 1920s um but it goes it's kind of since it's like a it's an epic for sure because it's like the time span is like 20 30 40 years uh, yeah. of, the, of these characters like marrying growing old but it's horror um so there is like swamp creatures yeah. that you know seduce people and it's this is a really, blackwater saga blackwater saga highly recommend it and uh, i think it's one of the noteworthy things to me is that it has a lot of inclusion of minorities especially uh lgbtq people um especially for the time that it was written and how subtly those characters are written because they couldn't just be out and out and be, you know, gay or whatever in the twenties. And so they're, they're like that, but it's all subtly written. And so there's a lot of, um, interesting relationship dynamics and I don't know. I, I really dig it. I, uh, I highly recommend it. Cool. What about you, Miguel? Um, well, so if we're talking genre, uh, book, I would say My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like him as an author and everything he comes up with, uh, you know, he horror store. Um, he's got that one. It's almost like a textbook that uh, uh, paperback paperbacks from, from hell, hell. Mm-hmm. which is so great. And then My Best Friend's Exorcism. It, you know, like they, they, the exorcism genre has been done to hell. You know, like everybody has an exorcism, so it kind of like zombies and stuff like that. But he like breathed fresh air into the genre by making it a tween or, or teen book. You know, this was fun. Uh, so I definitely recommend that. And then um, this was a nonfiction book that I read by Luis J. Rodriguez. I actually read this. This is probably my tenth time reading it. I read it probably five times growing up uh, in high school. It really helped me out growing up. Uh, it's called Always Running, uh, La Vida Loca, Gang Days in L.A. And it's uh, b- basically a biography by Luis J. Rodriguez. Um, and I heard it um, an audio form this time with him reading it, and it was great. Um, just talks about him growing up in the 60s, going through you know drugs, um, street gangs, violence, all that sort of stuff, and then him uh him growing up getting out of that and then seeing his son going through that in chicago which is where i grew up so love that book i'll probably read it another 20 times before I, before i die and then uh the the ending of invincible you know that's uh, uh it was yeah, a, that's comic books that's comic books all right i'll, I'll save it for then so that, those are my recommendations uh me i read uh laird baron's um what was it called oh i wrote it down right here um, Blood Standard and Laird Barron. Uh, if you if you'd heard of him, uh, he's like a horror writer, but he does a lot of like almost like Lovecraftian kind of horror stuff. So he's like really really out there, super respected in in the in the genre. Uh, so he got a, like a real major book deal, right? He he's so he was a small press author for a long time, got a real major book deal, and he wrote a straight crime story called Blood Standard, and it's super fucking good. He 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 pays. He puts little nods to to like the Lovecraftian shit he normally does. Nice, right? 
But it's just like, it's straight crime, super good, super violent, funny, dark as all hell. Yeah. Gotta read it. Um, that was definitely my favorite uh, fiction book. Um, and then we have an anthology, Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing did Lost Films. And that was my favorite thing. It was one of my favorite books this year. And almost entirely because of one story. And it was, I mean, Zach's gonna like fucking guffaw. But there's this one where this kid's going crazy, right? Because he sees Krusty the Clown, right? There's like a lost, there's like a lost Simpsons episode where Krusty commits suicide or something, yeah. And he keeps seeing this clown, right? And so it's just why like, haven't we talked about this before? Well, we were supposed to talk about it. Uh, it, it we were going to do it the horror novelizations or whatever, okay, yeah, but yeah. we didn't do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's super good uh, anthology, and then. Um, I reread Harry Cruz's Feast of Snakes because at the very beginning of the year, I read the book um, The Snake Handler by Cody Goodfellow and J. David Osborne. Snake, dude. And so, but, uh, so it really reminded me of, uh, of Harry Cruz. And I had read Harry Cruz maybe five or six years ago. Love the book. It's called a fe- uh, Don't Pay Authors. Feast of Snakes. A Feast for, I mean, A Feast of Snakes. Super good. Um, also incredibly dark, very depressing. Um, other than that, not my favorite book that I read this year was Shadow of the Torturer. And we read it for here. I already talked about it. Okay. So cool. Wanna go on to movies? Music. Music. We'll, we'll do, do movies last. Right. Or comics cool. last. No, you all haven't read any comics, so movies. I don't have any fucking movies either. Oh my god. Oh, except for Music? You're good. Go with music. Uh, so music. Eminem. Definitely Eminem. Eminem. Oh, my God. You I love the beef, dude. Oh, my God. His the new... Beef. The about? beef? With the Joe Button and oh fucking... Uh, one washed rapper. Kelly. Here's the thing. Does anyone give a shit who Eminem's beefing with? No. Nobody, no, nobody besides Zach and, like, anybody who drinks Monster. All right, well... I, go to go to the gas station. Dude, count all the sick, fucking bro. monsters that are in it. So let me tell you an Eminem story. Keith Olbermann had this little like editorial thing about you know Eminem had his freestyle against Donald Trump, right? And he's like in the, he's, he's in a he's in like a parking garage waving yeah. his hands around yeah. his hoodie doing a freestyle. How bad he's Trump drawing is. the line, dude. He's right. drawing the line. Totally sweet. And and uh, Keith Olbermann goes, well, you know. I normally don't think of rap as a legitimate art form, but that was really good. And it's just like, are you fucking serious? That's the worst shit. That's some of the worst (laughs) shit Eminem has ever done. Right, but the thing is... Because it's political. Right, right, right. The thing is, people automatically think a political song equals timelessness classic. But the only thing is, a truly timeless political song has less to do about its specifics, right? And if you're so specific in your... You know, in your ire, it's gonna be forgotten, like completely forgotten. And I, who, who, who's, who's still talking about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to like Eminem, but he's washed. Go ahead, so go well, ahead. I, I, I'm proud to say I've never liked Eminem. <laughs> oh my! And, and I, uh, I really liked uh, this band called King Lizard or King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which oh, yeah, is dude, I kind of are just they Austin found band? No, no, I think they're maybe Australian. They, they kind of put like. A couple was, records out a year, right? Yeah, yeah. They put out, they, yeah, they they put out a lot of content, and um, they range from like um, uh, surf music to like prog metal, and so they do like a lot of different genres. Well, every album is kind of like they they go deep into a different genre, yeah, of like whatever, and they yeah. fuck it up. Like, I mean, in a good way. Yeah, it's 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 really good stuff. Yeah. I'm. Uh, been listening to a lot of different albums of theirs, and I kind of just discovered them. And they have a huge—they're—they're they're a new band. I think they're like 2012, 2013, and they just shout out like 15 albums or something like that. No, they're I, super good. I yeah. really wish you didn't say Eminem first, because then I would take this second suggestion and I would actually look it up. But now, um, you're, but, you're not gonna, but it's been tainted by Eminem's taint. Well, what do you have on music? Dude, I got two. Well, uh, so I'm going to go quick because I got a lot. So the Black Panther album by Kendrick Lamar, it's absolutely amazing. Um, new uh, new group that I found, Tank of the Bangas. Um, the album's called Think Tank. That's really good. Um, 
this rapper called Ugly God. He's got I a love, fuck Ugly God. Dude. Yeah, I love <laughs> Ugly God is so good, and uh, he's got a song called "Stop Smoking Black and Milds," which is so fucking hilarious <laughs> because it's so good. I I grew up uh, smoking black and milds. Pretending that there was it was blunt smoke, and he's yeah. like, "It's not blunt smoke, quit front, you know." So. I, I used to like uh, Swisher sweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, I get, almost every time I'm in line at the at the uh, you know some grocery store, the corner store. Yeah, yeah, I'm always behind somebody who doesn't have enough money to buy <laughs> the three for ninety nine cent Swisher yeah, sweets. Yeah. It's like uh, I almost want to donate. It's like just, here, just here's a dollar and seven cents. Yeah. Uh, cause you know they're gonna be smoking like just oh cool dude, cra- dude I'm all crazy. for it no no but they're gonna speaking people and charity skunk shit I was I was on South Congress last night walking what was my uh, invite did you go I, I, I was invited it was, it was, it was date night alright oh, okay. Okay. Cool. oh so oh, was <laughs> I like to go to nice places every oh, now and then you never treat me yeah so Taylor and I are walking and this this guy who's like clearly a bum still my, still my on the street he just goes, can I have a dollar? Like that. Like, very petulant. Like, the way I would ask, like, Your to dad. get a dollar. Yeah, to get a monster when I was, like, 16 years old and I just got a car. Like, can I have a dollar? Uh, the like, new MCD so... just came out. Can I have a dollar? Yeah, it was so weird. And then on the way back, we were walking past him. And this other bum sneaks up behind him while he's on his iPhone and goes, Boo! And the guy, like, you know, throws up his phone, and he's like, oh. And the, uh, the the guy who scared him laughs the hardest I've ever heard anyone laugh. Like, so hard that, you know, people walk their dogs on South Congress. These dogs are down the street, like, barking at this dude who's laughing at the, this bum, laughing at this other bum that's on the ground. And the Homeless other bum's person. just like, just like, leave me alone. Can I have a dollar? <laughs> it was some weird shit. It was some weird bum stuff. Homeless person. So, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> sex worker, <laughs> shit. So uh, there was a a person, uh, a person of less employment, <laughs> hanging around, and I was like, you know, I, I gave him, I gave him a beverage. It's like, hey, you know, blah blah. And he goes, I'm just verifying your Wi-Fi for law enforcement. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm just verifying your Wi-Fi for law enforcement. Do you know serial killers use Wi-Fi? I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm just checking. You you think it's weird? You think it's weird that I care about women? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? It's like, well, my 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 sister got killed by a serial killer who was using Wi-Fi. So now I'm helping the law enforcement. He didn't ask me for dollars. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we interrupted me uh, from my music to tell those stories, but uh, I'm going back. Yeah, okay, good. Cool. We're uh, going to edit this out. <laughs> I revisited uh, Celia Cruz. Uh, actually, Netflix has a series. It's like 90 episodes, an hour each, uh, about Celia Cruz that got me back into her music. So watch this series and listen to her music. It's timeless. Money Chicha, which you, you've you uh, heard me play, and I thought you uh, – they're great. Um, you ever heard of Cuco? I've heard. Yeah, he's great. He's got a song called CRV, which is just chilling in the CRV. Um, and then, yeah, two older. I, I've been listening to a lot of older stuff, so the Fania All-Stars and then Cannibal and the Headhunters. Some great stuff. For me, I heard this song on the radio, and uh, Adrian Casada, I, you know, I tried to be a one-woman man, right? And it was it was like recorded like a month ago. It sounds like it could have come out of the 60s. It's such a great song. Uh, Adrian Casada. Uh, Zena Jewel has a song. This is the only song I've ever... I mean, I, I even like it. This is, the song is great. No thank you. I like it a lot. Um, the band Sneaks. I was listening to the radio. The song comes on. And it's like, what do they look like? They look like that. And it's just like this weird Devo sounding thing. Yeah. Uh, and all of their songs sound that fucking weird. Love them. Um... Blood Orange. Have you guys listened to any Blood Orange shit? No. No. Well, anyways, he's got some good shit. What kind of music is it? Uh, it's like R and B. Like it's like trippy R and B. So he has a so his new song is Charcoal Baby, and it's off his new record. But uh, how I got into him, there's a song called. Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll send you a link. But Blood Orange, look that up. Um, the uh, and then um. 
Courtney Barnett had a new album come out this year, and I love Courtney Barnett. Um, she's like a you know it's it's, it's like a rock singer songwriter kind of thing, but uh, she's super cool. She writes like a lot about mundane things, um, and it's awesome. So those are my picks of the year for music. Cool. Oh, I forgot one. Um, MF Doom versus Zarface. That that's actually my my album of the year. Sweet. I love MF Doom. Yeah, his his shit with Zarface is good too. It's like it adds more of a nerdy, like comic booky, like movie flavor to it. Well, what I like about MF Doom. Dr. Octagon, who's like Cool Keith or whatever. Yeah. Um, they are like sci-fi rap. Yes. Or like urban fantasy rap. I love it. And they're like super... I love their shit. Like, yeah. That, that's... It, I wish there was more of it. There's never Dude, enough. Dude, listen to Zarface vs. Doom. Okay, it's I'll good. listen to it. It's good. Bomb, bomb throw. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you and I'm taking it into account. Well, let's let's roll that into comic books because you know they're very comic booky. Um, I read a huge run of Jason Aaron on Thor this year. Um, so he had the Mighty he, Thor. The well, he had the Mighty Thor, but yeah. before that, he had Super Thor. He had a uh, Thor, God of Thunder. He had uh, Unworthy Thor, and he had Thor's, and he had a uh, Secret uh, Origin something like that so all of those like tie in and there's like 50 60 issues in the run and it starts off really really fucking strong it's nowhere near as good as the first two uh volumes which are um the god butcher which is kind of chronicles this new bad guy that he made called gore who's who's just like a regular like alien dude thing that had uh, that kind of lived like the shittiest life imaginable, you know, uh, drought all the time. His family was killed by war and famine and he just gets like super pissed and is like, I've prayed for years and the gods did not come and save me. And th- this is like, this is aeon- eons ago, like before Thor, right? Or yeah, it's before Thor and it's before Asgard, Right. Um, cause in the Marvel universe, there is all of these different, uh, pantheons, like there's Zeus, but then there's also Asgard and Odin and all that shit. So there's all different kinds of gods across the cosmos. And this is like an earlier version of different gods. And he eventually just gets pissed, finds artifacts, etc., and kills his pantheon of gods, murders them. And then he just goes from pantheon to pantheon as, like, a serial killer murdering gods because he becomes so powerful. But he's a regular dude? Yeah. He starts off regular. Every time he kills it, yeah, he, he gets to power. Oh, yeah, he cool, just cool, gets stronger cool. and stronger. So he's, he's so like... like God of War? Yeah, he, he's, like, a very, very evil god of war. And then he comes to Asgard to, like, to kill them. And uh, the story is, like... It takes place in three different times. It has, like, old Thor... Which is like super far in the future. What's that horse Thor? Uh, that's Beta Ray Bill, and that was Simon. Uh, you know about that? What? There's a Thor that's a he, horse. He's, he's not a horse. He he's like a, a genetically modified uh, creature that he's he's not a horse. So he's like a, he looks uh, like a fucking he, he horse. Sorry to bother you. Rocket raccoon? Is he a fucking raccoon? Yeah. Yeah, he's a raccoon, but th- no, this is like. A, I, God damn it! Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Walt Simonson created Beta Ray Thor. He's he's like a person that was. Able I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked to to lift the the hammer. Yeah, this I'm was in the eighties. Breaking up this. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's Thor, okay, 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 cool, who, yeah. who was the author? Okay, Walt Simonson. No, no, no. The, the oh, uh, uh, Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron. Um, Jason Aaron's done like a lot of. Cool he, shit. He's still Southern doing Star Masters, Wars. And he's doing Star Wars. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars shit's good. All right. All of his shit's good. But. Wrap it up, B. Thor is really fucking good. And, you know, eventually he makes Jane. Uh, well, he makes Jane Foster Thor. And there's like a bunch of crazy shit that happens. It's good. But. Cool. Uh, it's on Comixology? Yeah. In, in fact, I think the first two volumes are. If you subscribe to Comixology, you can just read them for free. I think. Cool. 
Um, and Or if you're on Marvel Unlimited, you can just read the whole thing for free, which is what I'm on. Um, my other thing that I discovered this year was, uh, didn't discover, but Swamp Thing. And uh, Swamp Thing's like amazing. Swamp Alan, Thing by uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely great. And uh, I'm going to, I'll put a I'll hyphen or I'll dash that with uh, Alan Moore writes DC, uh, specifically like his... His ode to Superman, the the last Silver Age Superman, yeah, yeah. is is phenomenal. Um, if you're a fan of Superman, I think it's the the best two issues of Superman ever written, and it's uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, and it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's, it's sophisticated. Great. It's the death of Superman before the death of Superman, and it's way better so, than any of that stuff. No, better ending. This is an Alan Moore writes DC. Is that a yeah, collection? Yeah, it's a collection. Alan Moore writes DC, um, but it might be depending on the edition. There's different issues in it, so you just want to make sure that you get yeah, the latest edition. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? No, not the latest edition doesn't contain it. Huh. So you can get like it's like eleven bucks or something, and you can get all of the Superman issues that he that he wrote, which are only like four or five. Yeah. It's not that many. Um, and one of them's like a Swamp Thing crossover, and one of them's uh, for the man who has everything, which is another really famous one. But people tend to like that one more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I like the other one more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I read uh, Highest House, which is a uh, uh, who's who's that guy? Um, he wrote the girl with all the gifts. See. C.J. Carey or M.C. Carey. I forget his name. Mariah Carey? Let's just yeah. add, let's just add it. Uh, MC, MC Scat Cat? Yeah. That, no, that one's the uh, highest house is super solid. It's like fantasy. Solid. Cool. cool. Hey, can I tell you guys my favorite comics I read this Go year? Go for it. I didn't read any comics this year. Garfield. Well, uh, Garfield. Junji Ito. Uh, Ito. Actually, I will, I will say this. I started reading Saga. Saga's great. Saga's great. Yeah. So Brian K. Vaughn, anything. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn's great. But that's great. it. That's the only thing I, I read on my own. Brian K. Vaughn wrote a uh, one issue of Walking Dead. Wait, uh, wait, which was really good. Yeah, it was a separate thing. It was on his yeah, syndicate, whatever. You can pay whatever you wanted for it. And it was it's still like canon, but it's completely away from the from our like outside of the universe. The main you know? characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. Before I moved to Texas. There was a comic series called Crossing Midnight. Have you guys heard of that? But no. what's funny is the three, the, the, the team what? of three that that's, did it all branched out and became bigger than that. Uh, and that was like the last comic series I was into. And I'm not sure. There's a, I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyways, whatever. If you haven't read it, then there's no reason for me to bring it up. But um, well, what's the What is it about? You know, I, I, I forgot, but I totally forgot. But, but so you it, recommend it? No, no, what we, I read it like 10 years ago before I moved to Texas. Um, it's called Crossing Midnight, and I got it from issue one, and there's like only 12 issues came out or something like that. Mike Carey is the guy I was fucking talking about. Yeah. He wrote Highest House. Highest House was so the whole, okay. So the whole yeah. time Andrew was talking, you were just looking up on your phone to see who was right. No, no, no. Mike, Mike Carey did uh, Crossing no, Midnight. No, he did, he did, yeah, I looked yeah. up Crossing okay. Midnight. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, who are the other authors on that? Um, so it's written by Mike Carey. It's... Illustrated by Jim Fern and Nick uh, Nugent, hmm. or Maybe sorry, Eric Carey. Eric Nugent. Maybe it was just Mike Carey that yeah. that became something. Yeah, bigger. he he writes um, books like yeah. he, he has novels that are really popular. All right, uh, moving on. I'm going to say Invincible, the ending of Invincible. Robert Kirkman. It was like he started in like 2003, so it was what 14, 15 years series. This was. The best superhero comic book ever written, bar none. Um, better than Invincible. Better than anything you got out there. Uh, it was he tried different things. Um, the cool thing is when you have one creator, it's his voice throughout the whole series, and so you don't have uh, creative teams changing. I think he, he had two different artists, and that's it. Yeah, two different artists, and uh, some different letterers and colors and all that. But it was. It was his voice throughout the whole 14-year run, and it was his vision, and it's great. If you get a chance, I definitely recommend How reading it. How many issues is it? It, it was like 100, and they didn't make it to 200, so it was like 160 or something like that. So, But it's not like, so they didn't do an issue every month. He he did do an issue. Well, 
that's the, that's the problem about um, they didn't they having one uh, uh, writer one um, no, artist. Oh yeah, is yeah. that a lot of times the artists would get behind? You know, Ryan Otley, who who's now doing Spider Man for Marvel, um, he was the the main guy for you know most of the time, and he would get behind sometimes. So you would you wouldn't get an Invincible comic for two three years. Oh, I'm sorry, two three months. And then what they started doing was. The, the saga model where they would do six episodes, uh, six issues, and then they would take like three months off, that sort of thing. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, if you only have one one uh, artist, you know. I um, I, I read the first uh, volume off of your recommendation. I liked. It. Yeah, and it, it it gets essentially it's uh kind of like Spider Man where he he's a teenager when he yeah. g- gets his uh powers. But it becomes so much more. But it's it's really sci-fi for you. Yeah, but and the the great thing is that he ages, and so he he's a he's a teenager when you first meet him. But by the end, he's a family man who has a, a daughter who he's taking care of and all this sort of stuff. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. So that's kind of I, I kind of fell off of comics, but I I followed Invincible and it ended this year and it was kind of sad to see it go. But it was a great great series. And it ended strong. Oh yeah, ended real. It it was one of those things where you didn't want it to end, but uh, no spoilers. But he answered all your questions. Anything you would have been like, oh, but what if he went there? Answered. What if he did this? Answered. So it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So then you want to end. Uh, I I want to talk two things: movies and podcasts. So which one do you want to go? Uh, we'll end on movies, podcasts. Okay. So. After you've listened to everything on oneofus.net, including uh, books and beer, <laughs> all the reviews, the gathering, which Zach's on a lot, and um, you know, other after you've listened to everything, I recommend the complete guide to everything, which is two idiots just talking about stuff they know nothing about, and it's hilarious. Um, and then I'll recommend Hello from the Magic Tavern, which I told you guys about, yeah. which is kind of like. Um, What's that, Dungeons and Dragons sort of thing? Mm-hmm. But it's not even that. It's complete improvisation and uh, them trying to keep the storyline solid. Yeah, you, sir, solid. never played Dungeons and Dragons. No, I, no, I haven't. But we, we talked about possibly doing it, but I, it takes too long, bro, right? No, it's great. You can, you, you In can one be, evening we could play a Dungeons dude, and Dragons? You can be as committed or uncommitted to it as you want. Seriously. Okay. It, is, it requires you? someone to be very committed. Yeah, the dungeon master has to be committed, but the thing is, progressing a story, you can do, you can just do like dungeon crawls, pathfinder kind of stuff. Would you be a dungeon master? Yeah, I mean, I would be the dungeon master because none of y'all motherfuckers have played. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then um, I would say um, the Bodega Boys, which is my favorite podcast of all time. Jesus, nice and uh, fuck, I remember, I can't, I forget the other guy's name. But anyway, those are the podcasts I listen to on the regular. After everything, uh, one of us does. For that. sure. Yeah. Uh, Geek's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, Inbetweeners, Dear Man. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, there you go. That's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Favorite Murder. I like it. I mean, I, I like it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, and they're funny. Um, ah, man, I have some good ones for that. Fuck. I'm all about that Comedy is. Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang is great. Well, and the thing is, it is too long, but I love Comedy Bang Bang. Um, there's also How Did How did This Get Made? How Did This Get Made? Everything on oh. Earwolf is like really good. Earwolf has a lot of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used uh, to listen how to... How Did This Get Made is pretty funny. But so they, funny. But there's like a lot that I don't give a shit about. Like a lot of movies, movies? that they do yeah. that I'm like, I don't care about Look Who's Talking To. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I but I mean, but, 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 yeah, but... They, I mean, they have to tread the sign where it's like recognizable enough for people to listen to and make fun of. Yeah, because uh, they, they do Tammy the T Rex. They do they have? No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying if I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm an obscure movie that <laughs> yeah. a large swath. Of, they did Wicker Man with uh, Nicholas Cage, and Wells fucking cracking. Yeah, that. Oh, I, I, was, yeah. I wanted to listen to that. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there are ones that I I'm like very picky, and I'll I'll look through their back catalog. And then I'll find one that I can't listen to because it's only on Earwolf, and then yeah. uh, then I stop listening to it. Earwolf <laughs> is a great network. They had a like Denzel Washington is greater greatest actor of all time. Period. Yeah, that was a. Dude, a they have a, such great stuff. But yeah. don't you have to pay? Uh, uh, well, they have a paywall for like their back the catalog. Back, yeah. yeah, but, but that's one. the shit that I want to. I want to listen to How to Get Made Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah. Well, dude, Harris. Oh, just just uh, listen to uh, the combustibles. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's going strong. Was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harris Whittles? Harris Whittles, yeah, yeah. So he has, uh, well, he had, has. he's dead. Yeah, uh, w- with the main guy uh, Scott Ackerman of Earwolf. Um, it was like a fish thing where it was like trying to convince Scott Ackerman that fish, the band, was good. <laughs> it was like a series of episodes, like the funniest thing ever because Whittles is a, was an earnest fan and loved him, right? And he'd play clips, right? And he'd be like, string cheese. And Ackerman's just like, I don't want to listen to a band fucking sing about string cheese, dude. It's like the funniest thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like comedy pod- podcasts. That's why I like Earwolf Wolf a lot. Um, if I'm going to listen to anything other than comedy podcasts, it'll be uh, like Pod Save America, which is just for me, like I'm a, I'm a news junkie. And it's any kind of yeah, know. like the Rachel Maddow podcast, which is it's just audio from her TV show. Did, yeah. Did no. y'all listen to Doctor Death? No. It's it's oh, solid. It's fucked up. It's it's about it happened in Dallas. This this doctor, this surgeon, neurosurgeon, was like just taking people's like spines cereal out. cereal or something? Yeah, it's, it's like cereal. It's not as good. Um, like you can listen to like the first episode and the last episode, and that's it. Yeah, that, that's that. What is what I would suggest yeah. the last episode of the six, and then they started doing follow ups, and it's like oh, I mean, there's nothing else to tell. Like yeah. he, he killed some people accident accidentally. He killed people because he was such a shit doctor, and but it's like why? How did this happen? How could someone so shitty be a surgeon? And that's that's interesting to see how it failed. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's repetitious. It doesn't need to be six hour long yeah. episodes. Sword and Scale is also like a super. Like if, if you like dark crime, yeah, uh, like real crime, you know, true crime or whatever. The thing is, what I like about Sword and Scale is it's episodic rather than like it, it's uh, rather than having this overarching long story. Every episode is self contained. Um, Okay. Which is nice because honestly, I fucking serial was engrossing and addictive. It's too much. But when you but when you look back at it, it's like wow. It just tells it one thing. Been, it could have been three episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stuff you should know. Yeah. D- definitely oh. listen to stuff you should know. It, those are all self-contained episodes. They're all like forty-five minutes long, and they go over some really interesting stuff. Some some of it's crime, some of it's science, yeah. some of it's like urban legends. And you you learn like a lot of like random factoids yeah. that are interesting. Uh, I'm gonna loop this in with podcasts because it's a YouTube personality. Mm-hmm. Internet comment etiquette is like hands down my favorite YouTube series. Internet comment etiquette. Comment etiquette. Yeah, okay. With uh, big money salvia. Okay. Big that, money salvia. That, that's what he calls himself. Yeah, what the Eric? F- it's so funny. I have to check it out. It's like the funniest thing ever. I'm gonna bounce on my boy's dick real quick and uh, say <laughs> Castle Rock Radio. There you go. Uh, with uh, Lori Michelle and Max Booth. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say the JDO show. That's a good one too. Yeah. Um, moving on. Whoa, 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 to... One more. One more YouTube. Austin Eruption. Oh, Austin on the boy's dick. Yeah. Yeah, he's got great clone videos. I love all the clone his clone series where he'll look at uh, a, a famous franchise and see like cl- rip rip offs yeah. of that famous franchise, and he'll kind of like re- do like little mini reviews. They're about like two minutes, three minutes each, but he'll do like four or five of them, so it'll be like a twenty minute video. Yeah, my math's off there, but <laughs> well, that's what I like about Austin's page is that you know rather than doing like five ten minute videos. He'll do like one big ass video yeah. on this, and just go through Include it. like five yeah. five different things, and yeah. that that's always fun. And I just mute the video and just look at his face and just like check it. Go, go yeah. to town. I, He's one, a good looking dude. One of my guy. friends was like, "Oh, well." One of my friends was like, "Dude, your your YouTube personality is awful because we see your face way too much, and I don't want to be looking at your face when I'm watching YouTube." Like, holy you? shit! No, we're oh, talking about Austin. Oh shit! It's like, oh shit. And uh, but speaking of Austin and looking really good, like there's been like three times when I've been hanging out with them and someone just starts hitting on him hardcore. Really, it's fucking weird. It's 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 yeah. It's well, I mean, the personality and everything. He's yeah. he's legit, kind of yeah, kind of yeah. famous. You'd stick? What? No, he's legit, kind of famous. <laughs> yeah, right? but you'd stick. 
Oh, when I sit, <laughs> I'd stick it hard, bro. I bounce right, on my boys. All right, like we're, hardcore, devolving, bro. we're devolving. We're devolving. One more, one more. Uh, variant comics. I think that's a really, really good um, uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. variant comics. Variant okay. comics. Um, they're they're a YouTube uh, that I kind of discovered this year, and he'll do a history of a certain superhero or supervillain, and it, it just goes into the the history of comics, and he will give decent reading lists. He kind of likes everything, and I can't get into, like, a lot of cape shit. It's, like, too hard yeah. for me to get into. But, you know, if there's something that you're specifically interested in, you know, like, I want to know this character, he'll go through their whole backstory, kind like a brief yeah. backstory that's about ten minutes long, and then he'll give you, like, a little reading list. All right, I'm going to grab both knees, <laughs> bounce on my boy's dick one more time. Austin actually... Uh, suggested that I watch that I watch uh, Red Letter Red, Red Letter Media on YouTube, and uh, I like them. They, they do like movies, and they basically review movies and stuff. And they have a very dry sense of humor, um, and it was like a spot on recommendation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it could be super boring if you're like not into that, but I love it. Um, and then also hot ones. I feel like Hot, hot ones, ones is my favorite. Hot Ones hot kind of got us super all together, right? Did you, did you see the Hot Ones with... Um, I'm behind a couple months. What's his name? Um, the... Life... Uh, what's life his name, dude? Finds a Way. Oh, with um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yes, of course. Dude, man. Jeff Goldblum's a fucking ADD weirdo. I like, love Jeff Goldblum. He, he has ADD worse than me worse than anyone I've, I think I've ever seen <laughs> and right. it seemed like they were it was kind of like upsetting <laughs> the, the interviewer because he couldn't stay on topic nah, and it great. went like 30 minutes and he Loved just wouldn't it. leave I, uh, I fell off the voice, so I gotta go back and Spoiler watch alert. it yeah. Yeah. Alright, so then let's end with movies. You really want to get out of those movies, don't you? Dude, I got, yeah. I got a movie that yeah, I got to no, get to. <laughs> no, we got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. But movies. Right. Also, what are we at right now? We're at 120, but this is an extra long episode, right? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> movies. Uh, anyone want to go first? Andrew's going first. Zach yeah, feels like he wants to go last. I'm going to drop a bomb here. Zach feels he's got the best opinion. I created the show. You are not going I last. I created the show. You're not going last. Go ahead. Um, so I can't really think of <laughs> movies I like really enjoyed. Um, so what was that movie we, did, we were just talking about? Avengers. Uh, I actually, I'm not a superhero movie kind of guy, but the Avengers was, was good. And Zach's mad at me because I didn't get all the backstory to it. But also, you just get fucking dropped in. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I think you fell asleep. Learn your fucking lore, dude. Everybody's who didn't know this. I was like, wait, I can guess by the context. Okay, it's like it doesn't take a fucking genius to yeah, fill in the hole. But you don't like it as much. You have no right. You have no right. <laughs> but Zach, I liked it. Zach okay. was like, you gotta watch this and this and this. Andrew was like, it. Nah. you haven't seen any of the fucking Captain America movies. I don't give a shit. I still liked it. <laughs> Man, fuck you. Uh, what was the movie you were talking about? So, uh, oh, Blind Spotting. Blind Spotting. I liked Blind Spotting when I saw it. I liked it. And then I let it marinate. A little bit too long. I, you know, a month and, or two passes by. I still think it's a great movie. It's well written. Uh, but <clears throat> there are some things that just feel a little Hallmark card-y to mm-hmm. me. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of like, the, the white friend learns about race. Uh, the main character learns about race. and it's just, It just feels like it's too... You don't want to listen to people talk about race. We no, get it. No, no, You're no, white. No, 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 it feels like it's too like it's packaged in a nice basket. You know, Although it was a good movie and it showed a lot of complexity, I do feel like it was just like... It, it was just a little bit... Uh, it was a little bit too storybooky. That being said, it was still a good movie. Uh, the funny thing is, sorry to bother you, I didn't like as much as everybody else liked when I saw it. But the later, as I let it marinate, I liked it a lot more. Because um, you like that horse cock. I did like that. I mean, it's kind of like right up my alley, that kind of movie. And the Boots Riley stuff, What? sorry to bother you, I thought was really good. Uh, I actually liked it more and more as I thought about it more later. Um, but, you know, then, then I looked into the back catalog of Boots Riley and fucking love the music. Like, the music right, uh, is yeah. fucking great. And, it, and what I like about... The crew? Or what's the, the, the coup? The coup. And so, so what I like about uh, the "Sorry to Bother You" is that it tackled two very complex issues in a way that was serious, but also not serious at all. 
Uh, one of them is being like, you know, workers' rights and capitalism and and individuality within a system, but also race and how and the complexities between those two things. As I say, it's not about race; it's about class. You know, you always hear that. So it's not about race; it's about class. Uh, and that movie tackled the the absurdity of that notion in a nice way without having any answers. Uh, it was just a, oh, it was, it was a great absurd movie. That was if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to say that was my favorite movie. Well, like it's you being a uh, fan of like weird yeah. fiction or whatever. I, I thought you were going to love that movie. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I didn't like it as much as I thought it was. Right, right, right. As I was told I was going to like it yeah. when I first yeah. saw it, but then I let it marinate. I, I didn't like. I, I thought for me, I'm like it's it's like a it's a thumbs up, and that's it for me. Yeah. Because. Because there was no white rapper in this one. Yeah, there was no stand-in for yeah, me, dude. Yeah, you're like, no, I can't, I can't, Saul. yeah, I can't get with this. I don't, nah, I don't understand I, it. it. It was like really heavy-handed. It was this really was heavy-handed, but blind spotting you didn't dude, feel was blind, heavy-handed. Blind spotting was well written. I liked the characters. The characters were so they were fucking because... well written. They're so much better than the characters in. No way. Well, no well, way. sorry to bother you. I think is a different. It's not about it, the characters. Yeah, it's a, it's a different form of yeah. art where it's like this absurd satire. Yeah, almost like you know surrealism kind of approach to it. Anytime two characters try to rap in a movie and they're not making a song, it's a no for me. That's true. That's true. Stop it! Just stop. Yeah, no, that's true. There was a scene where he's like walking and he's like kind of rapping. Uh, uh, uh. Just and stop. You, you know, and, and I, I think I, you know, there's a lot of cool things in the movie. And the, the one thing is that they're both first time directors. Yeah. Uh, for the for movies, they're both first time directors. One of them's a, the two rappers wrote. You know, but both I mean, Boots Riley wrote it too. Yeah, but but they're both well, Boots <laughs> Riley also. Musician, yeah, he's a musician, right? So, but, but 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 they're both really good. They're both really good. I'm just saying, my opinion of them totally changed. I mean, my opinion like totally reversed uh, after I thought about it. Some more. Okay, all right. I like them both. Yeah, so we're still okay. So is that that's the only that's movie you recommend? I don't got anything else to say all besides right. Avengers. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna Thanos. Maybe. You go first. You're not going last. All right. Well, I mean, you already. I love Blind Spotting. I thought. I mean, that's like my movie of the it's year. It's not even on my list. It's not even on the list, Yeah, bro. well, fucking... It's not even on the Boots list. Boots Riley ain't even on my list. That shit was, like, too weird. Too... Yeah, too who weird. Who gives a shit? Too heavy-handed, You just buddy. don't like art, dude. This is capitalism. <laughs> Look at how bad capitalism is. Like, man, go fuck I yourself. I wasn't even like that, dude. You, you, yeah, well, no, it was. It was. Moving on. It was Capitalism Bad, the movie. Oh, and Horsecock. Well, yeah, Capitalism Bad, art bad. Like, everything in that movie was bad. Everything they chose to portray was bad. Yeah, and the characters were, like, who gives a shit? I didn't care about the characters. Okay. And for me, like, characters, man, that's what makes it. And I, I love the characters in Blind Spotting. I just wanted to be around them. Even though they, like, they don't even have to tell a story. Like, just want to hang out with those people. They're, they're like, fun to hang out with. Um, so that was, like, yeah. That was my number one. I really loved The Favorite. I don't, I don't really like those characters. Dude. But The Favorite has, like... You're the, really mad right now. What? No, <laughs> no, I... I really, I really like when I podcast with my other friends. Um, (laughs) That was real hurtful. The the favorite is. uh, I wanted to see that one. I haven't seen it. It's it's really good. Um, My favorite. I I think it's uh, the. I think it's the best screenplay of the year. Um, The directing is a little weird. It's not the best directing. Is Um, it um, the guy did the lobster and? He's a little too sacred art house directing. I love that guy. Yeah, uh, but he didn't write this movie, and he wrote those other movies. And his style is like a very weird, detached. Yeah, like everybody is like a yeah, all on drugs or like yeah, and it's supposed to be like this muted performance. This movie is not like that. Uh, The direction is, but the acting is not, and the writing isn't. So it's that's why I'm like I I have to take points away from it because the directing is. kind of at odds with how it's i mean it's a period piece that has like amazing acting it's really funny too um and the end it it just kind of putters out by the end too but everything else is just a five-star movie through and through like you're on you're on kind of the edge of your seat you love 
like where it's going, like the intrigue, like the subplots. It's uh, it's great. Um, and then Hereditary, which to me is like a horror masterpiece. I loved it. I have to go back and watch it because I only saw it once. Wait, Hereditary? Yeah, Hereditary. And you're not, you aren't like. No, 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 no. I uh, so Yorgos Lanthimos. That was the director you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Hereditary. Well, I think we talked about this earlier when it came out. It was a great movie. It was not what I expected, and uh, the hype—it didn't live up to the hype for me. Not to say it wasn't a great movie; it was yeah. still a great movie, just didn't live up to the hype for me. For you, it did. Well, for me, I there was no hype because I saw it. I was like at the first screener, and so like, I, and, and I had no idea what I was going into. I was just like, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and oh, wasn't even going to get into it. And so I had like the fucking. South by Southwest fever and like you know maybe you like movies more when you're when you're watching them at a festival you got that yeah. festival fever yeah but I was just like but I saw I watched it twice in theaters like because I uh, not enough people RSVP'd and I was like hey Taylor do you want to see this for free and review it and I had told her I was like this is like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen I I really like it I love the I love the uh, family dynamic. The dialogue is insane. It's like people actually talking. Everyone, the the family dynamic and how they interact. Their actual dialogue is perfectly written. It's just how people speak in real life, and um, and it's like watching this family deteriorate. It's, it's sad, but it's fucking good. I I can't believe you didn't like that. I mean, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. I think you would really like it. Isle of but, Dogs, huh? <laughs> no, I, I really like Isle of Dogs, yeah. but it wasn't like it's not. It might be my top ten, but it's not going to be you know my top three or yeah. five. What else you got? I mean, that's it. Okay, I, I just did the top three. All right, I'll do. Um, so, uh, still my favorite movie of the year by far, I think, is a Black Panther. What? Uh, it hit everything. It hit everything for me, bro. You are fucking insane. You're gonna talk shit about blind spotting. Oh, I want to make hereditary. I, I like blind spotting, and you're gonna I'm be just, like, I like, like that CGI. Shit First of all, I let you talk. I let you talk. Shut the fuck up. Black Panther, my number one. All right, you can't fuck with you can't fuck with Killmonger. Can't fuck Killmonger with is sick. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should have called Killmonger. And you can't fuck with. Uh, that should have been, yeah. been called Wakanda because <laughs> Wakanda was cool. Fucking Black Panther gives a shit. No, yeah, the movie is great. Uh, then I'll say, and in the apocalypse was like a revelation to me. I hate musicals with a passion. I'm no fan of Christmas m- movies at all, or the season, or the holiday, whatever. And this movie had me singing to the fucking song with with the songs, listening to the soundtrack on the way home. That's super cute. Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> me and Hillary were just like rocking out to it. So, uh, I mean, it's got everything, really. It's fucking, it's got a love story. It's got zombies. It's got Christmas. It's got move, uh, music. What more do you need? It's awesome. And Check that's it out. in theaters right now? It's still in theaters. We saw it like two weeks ago. Uh, um, I mean, with yeah, your I mean, recommendation. Yeah. But then you did say Black Panther. Yeah. So. They Moving all, on. They like have British accents. So. Um, so, sorry to bother you. We already talked about it. Um it's just great. Boots Riley did an amazing job. Tessa Thompson, right? Tessa Thompson. She was Thor. She's Valkyrie. Valkyrie and Thor. Thor. Yeah, Thor. Did Thor come out this year? Or was that, that was twenty seventeen? Okay, but anyway, Tessa Thompson is like my woman crush. She is amazing in everything she does. Dude. Um, she's so good. That but, scene was so good. She's yeah, like at her art show. Yeah, and her accent changes. And it's just total bullshit. Yeah. It's great. And like, like her, her outfits and like yeah. her attitude, she's, everything she's rocking, uh, she's amazing. Uh, so sorry to bother you. Check it out. Um, so you had, uh, what was your favorite you were talking about right now? Uh, Blind Spotting? Blind Spotting. Even better than that was The Hate You Give. Have you seen it? I haven't. Hate You Give was so much better. Um, it's a neon, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Chris said he liked it a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing story. The trailer's to, like it, crazy. It, it tells the story of, you know, like, uh, you know, teenage, uh, being a teenager, uh, being victimized uh, by the judicial system, being victimized by a community, all that sort of stuff. It's amazing. The hate you give. Uh, and then I'll do one more. A Fantastic Woman, which was earlier in the year, 
which is a great movie. I didn't think I was going to like it just because it was kind of a, a quieter movie, but amazing movie. And then I that got... Came out, I think that came out last year. No, it was like February of this year. Well, one yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, so like January of this year. Uh, okay. I, yeah, it was because Oscars are like in February or something. And then uh, I got to top it off with uh, my boy Tammy the T-Rex. Dude, that was my movie of the year. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not Tammy. Uh, what was Jim the... Cotta. No, no, Jim... not fuck Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. The, uh, the, the Ricky O. Ricky O. Ricky O. Okay, that was good. my favorite. The thing about Tammy the T-Rex that I fucking hated, and the whole time I was watching it, it had this sinking feeling. <laughs> watching it and was watching Deer Man like just play out <laughs> as as this guy in this animatronic T-Rex yeah 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 and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> there's truly no original idea in this universe Andrew you suck at writing <laughs> hang it up bro just keep going man just no no I'm gonna keep going yeah I'm gonna keep going I just gotta find a way to make it so not Danny the T-Rex <laughs> <laughs> so that's embrace Tammy and the T Rex. That was, this was we'll bring him in. Yeah, get him, get a, give him, give him a writer's credit. Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give him a writer's credit. <laughs> so this was kind of like our roundup of the year. I mean, this was a lot of fun. This is probably because we we already did all our research, right? Yeah, we took ten minutes to kind of write it out before the episode. Yeah, we took two hours to fucking talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is great, man. This is fun. Yeah, we got a whole lot of stuff coming. What we we're thinking, spy. Right, Ian Fleming. Oh, we're definitely. I think our next episode is definitely like a Ian Fleming spy. We got Afrofuturism coming up too, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Post apocalyptic. And we can also talk about maybe doing regional stuff too, like maybe doing some Russian, Russian science fiction, Chinese. Um, we had zombies. Canadian. You had a whole bunch of shit on here, bro. Like even before I jumped on, grimdark, steampunk, alt history. Yeah, sword and plan. We we should do. We don't even have to. We don't have to read these, but we should do horror epics. Yeah, and just have a, a conversation. Like the stand on, and shit. Like, yeah, one. Like the, we read the stand, and that's one book. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I've oh. already read this. Yeah, and I've already read it. And, and I've and I've well, read, can we just do it because I've read that. <laughs> I've read it. Yeah, no, but right. I would say like we have an open discussion where you, if you've read another yeah. horror epic, you would bring. Yeah. Because it's, it's too hard for all of us to read five fucking 1,500-page yeah. books. Who else? What What other horror authors out there writing epics? Dan Simmons. Dan, Dan Simmons. Simmons? Yeah, what, I have Carrie and Comfort. Yeah. Have okay. you read Carrie and Comfort? No. One of the best books I've ever read. Well, he wrote Hyperion, too, right? Yeah. Is that good? Hyperion is amazing. I mean, yeah, because I've always heard it. Like, it's on I thought you had read nah, Hyperion. Nah, I... I, I, I I don't it must know. be high. Uh, yeah, it must be high. Yeah, no, Hyperion is uh, amazing. The I sequel had, I, is even better. Yeah, so what's the sequel called? The Fall of Hyperion. Yeah, I don't know. I've always heard it's really good. I've read Dan Simmons. Everything I've read, though, it becomes a mush. Okay, so he had, he wrote Summer of Night, which is an It knockoff, and it's, it's like not that great. It's like vampires yeah. and ground worms, and yeah. it's, it's not that great. But Dan Simmons is a pretty good author. Yeah. Um, Cool. So then we, we... He does sci-fi, horror, and fantasy, right? He yeah. kind of does it all. Yeah, he does everything. He, he does all history. Yeah. He's done crime. So what... Drood. Drood is a crime one, right? I don't think there's any supernatural elements. I that. think Drood is uh, uh, alt history yeah. about uh, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper yeah. I think. So what uh, What do you guys hope for like the the next year? Something that, like a... Peace on Earth. Yeah. Like, for this podcast, you fucker. Like, what is one genre, maybe, you think that you want us to tackle? Um, Dude, you just want to read the rest of the Gene Wolf. No, I mean, I'm going to read that on my own. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just excited to see where it goes, man. I, I kind of, like... I definitely love the genre shit. It'd be nice... because you Confederacy of Dunces? Confederacy of Or, like, you liked... Um, Johnny got his gun, right? So it was more, it was literary, mm-hmm. right? But it was still a genre. Well, we stuffed it in a genre. I think if 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 it, but like it'd be nice to get some literary stuff in there as well. Yo, we gotta get back. We've we've taken a step away from the fucking sci-fi fantasy horror with, like, well, with the novelizations and then also with the uh, mystery and then and when our upcoming episode is spies. 
I think after that we gotta get we gotta hit sci fi or fantasy hard. What 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 sci fi what subgenre? <sighs> um we could do Russian we could do No no what what do you want? Like what's something that you hope we get to? Well, I would like to check out uh Russian sci fi, but there is some really good time travel shit that we could cover. I wanna do time travel. That'd be nice to do. Time travel? Uh, you know a lot about time travel, I do right? Know a lot about time travel. Why do you know about time travel? Uh, Chavy Fiction, Time Travel Tales. Check it yeah, out. That's pretty good. Give me a couple bucks. You, you a John Titor fan? What's Titor? Titor? Ah, oh, dude, time travel. Fuck, you don't know the internet. H.G. Wells. No, John, John Titor is like, he was on these message boards, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, talking about how he's from the future, and all this kind of shit. And he <laughs> he's a troll. He's like an urban legend, you know? He's like Ken M. Yeah, so like a modern, like a, like a modern urban legend of time travel. But anyways... That was fun. Yeah. We should drink more beer next time. <laughs> I drank two. Yeah. I drank two. And, and, and I had a mixed drink. Don't count. Well, I'll say one thing. Um, if we actually do have some fans of our show, if you have any ideas, uh, any genres you want us to tackle, uh, drop us a line on... Um, Oneofus.net. One comment us. on Facebook. Like, subscribe, share. Smash! S- send us an email. Chappyfiction.com. Just be like, hey... I want you guys to read this, and we'll probably not read it, especially if it's something that you've written. Yeah. I'll probably read it. No, you won't. If, especially if it's like Simpsons fanfic. Sorry, Mr. King. I don't have time for your unpublished <laughs> manuscript. Send me, uh, uh, this is a legit. If it's Simpsons fanfic, it's... No, I'm not going to give it that. <laughs>